Hey, everybody. Welcome to Adel Marcy Unplugged. I'm your host of the most, as always, Adel Marcy. And today we are joined by the one and only virtual assistant power dynamic that is known as Mark and Anne Lackey. Now, these people are absolutely lovely. They've come through, of course, Courtney, who is brilliant. Guys, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having us. We are super excited to be here today and trying to talk we about all this. We certainly are excited to be with you and with your audience. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. It's going to be a lot of fun. Just real quick before we get started, guys at home, please rate, review, subscribe, and share the show as you can, because you know we love we love the love. The ratings do help us as well. And of course, today's show is sponsored by HireSmartVirtualEmployees.com, which where you guys can go get some virtual employees to help you run your business. And we'll be finding out a little bit more about that uh, soon enough. Now, guys, very quickly, my first question right off the bat, you guys work together, you guys live together, you guys are together all the time. How do you do it without killing each other? I, I mean, that's like, as a young man looking in, I got to ask, how'd you do it? Well, that's a, actually a very easy answer. So Mark and I have been married almost 23 years now. And wow. when we got married, I wanted to have a partner that wanted to be with me all the time. Like seriously, all the time. At that point, we were working in two different career paths. And um, about 20 years ago, we made the decision to uh, invest in our own future and start a business. And so we did not know <laughs> fast forward 20 years that literally it would be a 24 by 7 gig. But we are so happy to do that. And the way that we do it is we have our own departments. Mark, you want to elaborate? Yeah. And, and, and think of it as, if you're a baseball, basketball, football, football fan. Let's go with basketball because I think that's the most universal one for my audience. Okay, basketball. So there are forwards. There's there's a specialist that you know makes the three point shots. I'm not a great basketball. Yeah, we don't know. So, but but you, you know, there's different people that have different skills. And so when the game is going forward, you use the skills of that person and you depend on that person wholly, totally to move things forward to a win. We run our business the same way. We find out who's the better shooter, who's the better batter, who's the better whatever it is Dribbler. in a particular area, and they run that part. So That's amazing. So you guys have yeah. basically divvied up the exact tasks that you guys need. So while we are going to be talking about virtual assistants and stuff like that, I'm actually more curious about your relationship. Sure. And the, the reason is because, uh, and guys, if at home you'll indulge me, if you will, um, I love it when I get to speak to couples. I rarely get to do a show with two people that are a couple together, work together, live together, that prosper together because you guys are kind of like my dream, believe it or not. You guys are like the elusive dream that I'm always chasing, someone that I can spend time with but also work with because I get so easily distracted when I'm dating someone and I want to work with them as well. <laughs> like we'll work in the same room. We won't be working in that same room. We'll just end up annoying each other and talking the entire time. <laughs> But my curiosity is how do you guys keep it so vibrant? Because I, I've realized with a lot of relationships, and I, again, I've seen my fair share of friends, family, cousins, everyone else, the common complaint is how do you guys keep it fresh? So few people can keep a conversation yeah. and relationship fresh. Well, and, and the truth is a lot of our dates, we still talk business. <laughs> we do. I mean, it, it, it's, it's hard to get away from it, but yeah. we, we have six different businesses. So there's always a, a different wow. subject. To, to talk about. Some of them are bigger or smaller than others. But, but what we have tried to do is make it to where we're not competitive against each other. So if we're speaking, you know, I'm not, I try not to run over her. She tries not to, especially in a public forum like this. 
But, but the thing about it that we understand and, and live by is that I know nobody else has my back better than her. That's so sweet. So if, if her department makes a decision she, or has a, a question that comes up, she may come to me and say, hey, what do you think about this? And okay, so her de marketing department wants to make a decision about putting ads on Facebook or Google. And I'll say, well, I think blah, 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 blah. But she has the ultimate decision regardless of what I think. And I don't take it personally that she doesn't take my recommendations because it's just feedback to add to what she already knows. But she's the expert in that. And I know she's going to do the best she can with whatever she has. I trust her. I don't compete with her. And I know she's got my back in whatever she's doing. That level of trust is the hardest thing to find for most couples. Yeah. Well, and I'll, I'll actually answer your question, which was, how do you oh, keep it fresh? I was doing the politicians. <laughs> you were stuff, doing that. Huh? Oh, you were doing it. No, this is like, I'm, I'm actually happy with that too. I was like, damn, I'm totally into it. It's like, it feels like life advice specifically for me. So I'm okay with this. <laughs> well, I will tell you how you keep it fresh is keeping your mind sharp. I mean, I think Mark and I, so, so the, the biggest way that we divide quote unquote, the, the businesses, Mark is the idea guy. I mean, he can come up with an idea. Literally, I have to tell him no more new businesses. We're done. Like he is constantly innovating because he's an avid reader. He can see trends in the marketplace. He's just really kind of that visionary. So I will give him full and complete credit for that. However, my own heart, <laughs> but, but everybody, every visionary needs an implementer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We do. And, yeah. and, and yeah. again, if you, if you can have all the dreams mm -hmm. in the world, but if you can't figure out how to get them to market doesn't really help you. And so in that way, I would say individually, we are, we are well matched. I can take his concept, his idea, I can put it into action mm. and, and move it forward. Yeah, if we were um, both implementers, there'd be conflict, I'm sure. Right, it's, and we, would we wouldn't innovate. Anything. We could dream, but we'd never get anything done. Right, so I, so I think that's part of it. So I think, part, but, but getting back to where it all began, because I think that's really where, where you start. Is, Definitely. We, I was very clear. So with, well, back up, both of us had failed marriages. So we're not perfect. Everybody who's listening, we are we're not. not. We're, well, I know that's a shock, but we are not. <laughs> um, we might think we're close. So oh, maybe you are each other, who knows? <laughs> but we were also very clear about what we wanted in a partner. And I think that's, so a lot of people don't stay, actually take the time to think about what, who am I realistically? And what do I need to complement what I do? And so interestingly enough, like on our second date, I literally, poor Mark, gave him a list. And I said, this is what I'm looking for in a, in a potential partner. Her business plan, right? And, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm an implementer. <laughs> and I said, this is what I'm looking for. If, if, if you're not up for that, that's totally cool. We can be best of friends because we really liked each other. I said, but if you're not willing to take it to the next, for, you know, within a year, I'm out. Like I've given you a year to figure this out. And we figured it out much sooner than that, clearly. Um, but, but you know, so many people will get into a relationship, get married and spend less time planning right. the relationship than they do the wedding. Yep. But you'll start a business and what do you do? You'll angst for hours and days and weeks and months putting plans together and financial forecasts and analysis and all but they don't take their personal relationships very seriously. Well, so, and it goes to business partners too. I see people get into business with each other that are maybe friends or whatever. And oh yeah, I like you, they, let's start right. a business. Right. And I'm like, that's not a good plan. So I think a lot of the failed things is mainly because people aren't taking a realistic approach of who they are 
and then what they need. And so Mark and I did that. And we're also, we're very clear on what we want out of life. We have what we call, because we're Star Trek geeks, the, the prime directive. So we have a prime direct, exactly. Yeah. Live long and prosper. We're, we're all in with that. Um, and so having that focus helps us also make decisions because if, if we are, you know, kind of introduced to a business and we go, huh, I come up with an idea, but or it he comes up with an idea, but overall prime, prime directive, directive, we won't do it. it. And yep. so that also helps us be really clear. So, so one is knowing who you are and who you need to support you, whether it be partners or, or marriage or whatever. And, it, and the second thing is having a focus. What are you, what do you really want and why are you doing this? Because there's a lot of things that we could have made a lot of money doing, but we they, believe we don't know. They, they, they were business we ideas, money, but I, you know, <laughs> but, they seem like fruitful business ideas, but they didn't get us closer to what we where we wanted to be. Yeah. So we said no. So we'd be miserable in a business. And right. what value is that? It's like miserable in a relationship. That's, I was going to say, these are like, okay, so people at home listening, please rewind and take note to the subtleties of all that, because that was a masterclass in business relationship and happiness. You want to be happy, plan it out. Because it's so true. Like I, I, when you guys were talking right there, my brain went to, holy crap, do I actually want to, am I like thinking these things through with people? Do I know who I am and what I want? I mean, currently right now, I was speaking uh, at the end of 2020. I mean, by the time this comes out, I'll be 2021. Um, I'm listening to Matthew McConaughey's book, Green Lights. I don't know if you guys have listened to it yet. Not yet. I heavily recommend it. It's, for me personally, it's one of the most profound books I've ever read. Um, it just feels, well, listen to it. It's so good for me. Um, but that's what it is. It's all about literally finding the thing that works for you. Cause everyone, as you said, you have your prime directive. Not everyone knows theirs. And also I'd say not a lot of people know who they are yet. They still don't know who they are. Most people go through their entire life, not knowing who they are. So it's really cool to see that you guys sat down, went through all of this, planned it out. And it's beautiful to watch because you guys like bounce off each other really well. Now, coming back to it a little bit, because I do want to actually ask you guys about the highest smart uh, virtual employees. Is that you guys or do you guys have a team that you guys work with? Like as in you've built up a company of people that you can actually hire out like an agency? We are an agency uh, and we have a business partner in the Philippines. So nice. we actually do, we were a complete HR solution for full-time dedicated people. And we divide um, up our business. Like we do in our relationship, we've got a partner in the Philippines that's really good at certain things, and we're really good at certain things, and that's how it works. Excellent. So that was my first experience with online dating, <laughs> is finding our partner in the Philippines. But we use the same methodology I just talked about, right? Mm -hmm. We yeah. we have our we have our core values. Here's who we are, and literally we were just talking about this because we're coming up on our sixth anniversary oh, uh, for this business. For, for this yeah. business. And, and we we had our core values, and we said we're looking for somebody who this resonates with and he's like i'm in and we're like are you sure so we tested it and sure enough the core values of that partnership and ours is very much aligned skill sets are very much aligned so we use the same principles with partners, partners. as well as mm. in our marriage that's amazing okay so that's basically how you guys got that going so i'm curious what are some of like the biggest one of the biggest uh problems you guys see with people with digital businesses when they come to you because there's a whole litany of things that people can outsource for but the problem is, as I said, most people don't know themselves. So they kind of come to you with like a checklist of 150,000 things they want done, but the reality is they only need the five done, but they don't know what those five are. 
Right. So that's part of the consulting piece that I provide when I'm working with someone. So again, right. just like a traditional recruiter like Corn Ferry or Robert Half or any of those big guys, we provide the same services that they do. So we'll do help them with the job description, write the ads. We have a vetting process. We, we look at a lot of different data. Um, and then, of course, there's a stringent interview process. Then we help our clients we actually host the interviews with our clients so we can give them real-time feedback and data about how their interaction was. Um, they select somebody and then just to make sure we're amazing, I spend a week with them, their candidate that they chose, putting them through the paces to make sure that they're amazing. And my commitment to the clients is if I wouldn't hire that person for one of my companies, they're never coming to a client. We will fire them, no additional costs and re, and re go through the process. And by- There's nothing like- the Tuesday after you hire somebody, you go, what the heck did I make that decision? That's not the right person in this job. Right. They yeah. may be really smart, but they may not be able to communicate or they can't get their way out of it. They or do they good have, in an interview. Personal but... issues. I mean, the reality is people are people and it doesn't matter where you go across the globe. People They're people. so crazy. Yeah. Uh, we're just, so, I like to say that we're basically one giant headless chicken running around the universe. Absolutely. So I try to get, I have a 97.2% success rates with my placements with this type of methodology. I am not the quickest. We have some people that can find you a VA tomorrow. I cannot because again, our our recruiting and and strategy takes about seven to 10 days before you have the interview process. And then I work with them a week after. So we're looking at three to four weeks before you're able to have somebody, but it's the right person. Oh, what's the old saying? Uh, what was that? Highest, slow, fire fast? Fire fast, correct. Yeah. And what? I fire for you, so you yeah. don't even have to do that part. Like, I'll do it. If I wouldn't hire them, they ain't coming. Yeah, um, we, we needed help six years ago, so we went in and looked out at the options and where we could go to get somebody to help us to work full-time, and there wasn't anybody like us. There was the people to say, oh, I've got 17 people in line. I'll give you the next one. Were they the right person? Possibly, oh. but probably not. Right. Because what's I mean, what's the difference between that and going down to the job office? You're just yelling out, hey, who wants this thing? It's like, no, you right. gotta find the right person. Yeah, we we only place one percent of the people that approach us looking for work. We're really picky. So we'll put an ad out that ABC company needs somebody to do customer service, sales support, whatever it is, accounting. And we give some of the specifics. We put an ad out. We'll have 100 people come to us. Those 100 people will result in one person being it's, selected and then and, well, actually, and working. Through, just through the client for the client interviews. Yeah, like, so yeah. that's not even selected. That's like they have a one in three out of that chance. Yeah, so, so, so you got to yeah. do 300 just to even get. Yeah, 300 like just to yeah. get you the one. And I'm proud of that because the reality is our system works. Like I said, 97.2% success rate is a pretty high percentage. Yep. Um, and we have had virtual employees working for our clients for over five and a half years. So some pretty, of our first pretty, clients pretty strong for, long, for longevity. So, I always go uh, with uh, don't break what ain't, what was it? Don't fix what ain't broken. That's exactly right. And yeah. so, if the process is long, it's proven to work that way. I mean, it's the same thing with the sales lessons because I write copy for a living as well and yeah. consult on it. One of the things I tell clients all the time, I had a client once tell me, he's like, your copy looks like a very long article. <laughs> to which my response was, okay, good. He's like, why? He's like, because it's a long form sales set. He's like, yeah, but I wanted it short and punchy. I was like, yeah, but short and punchy doesn't sell your thing. Right. It's why? a relationship. <laughs> 
Yeah. You have to build that over, over it's, time through it's the. Not, yeah, it's not a one night stand on the sales letter. It's the equivalent of sending a message and saying, hey, I want to go on a date with you and guarantee it ends well versus I just want to go out on a date with you and see what happens. See what happens doesn't get very far. I've no. planned meticulously tends to work better. Yeah. Yeah, Jose, no. It's so true, though. I always think about that with. Um, I always think about that, like on how like people implement things, because dating and sales, not that different. Not well, that and different. neither is hiring. It's the same thing. It's relationships. I tell that all the time. You're, you're dating. When you're, when you're in an interview process, you're, you're putting your best foot forward and you're dating. That's why I work with them for 40 hours because you can't keep up a charade for 40 hours. You just can't. I will find you out. <laughs> and actually about 12% of the people fall out in they that five-day, eight-hour grueling boot camp that she puts them through. So, well, it's like the Marines, you got to yes. put them through, you got all the SEALs, you got to put them through hell to get them in. Yeah. And once the other thing, too, is because of our process, we have an elite force, much like the SEALs team, right? I mean, that's why I went with the SEALs and not the Marines. They all band together. They know, so we have a private community for them, we have award ceremony for them, we honor them. We just had a big Christmas a party big, online yeah. for 200 people in online but they were they're all in the philippines and and um it was great it was so cool because they really felt appreciated and loved and cared for and 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 we gave away a scooter scooter. which you think of like a moped out of a drawing and you talk about happy elated we we made an announcement of we we provide health care to all of the virtual staff that are working uh for our clients and uh so they get hmo type high level of uh, healthcare, which is unheard of in our industry. And uh, we added dental this year. You talk about it. We could hear the roar halfway around the world from the surprise and element of that and the joy that the people, oh, you care about us. You gave us healthcare. Now you're giving us dental. You're taking care of us. Well, I was going to say, I don't know if you guys, well, you guys have worked in the Philippines, like in the Philippines, how long? Like with the people in the Philippines? How long? Six years. Six years. So you guys guys definitely know exactly what loyalty means to them because like those, so I've had two other guests on my show uh, as well. Um, I've had uh, John, John, was it Jeff Johnson? I've got to find his name, but the guy that owns online jobs, sorry, Jeff Jonas. I can never remember his first name. He's going to kill me. He's a really good, the funny thing is because like it's double J and that's how I have him saved on my phone is double J. Um. So onlinejobs.ph is his website. And I remember speaking to him about this and he actually said, same with uh, for, with uh, Nathan. I can't remember Nathan's name right now. It's actually escaping me. But both men, had ba- both guys had basically turned around to me and said, the reason they choose the Philippines is because they found everywhere they've worked in the world, the Filipinos are the most loyal people you'll find. Yes. And the asterisk here is, as long as you show them, show them loyalty and you show that you care, they will yep. never leave you. They will actually go above and beyond. And the reason, and the fact that you guys said you've got healthcare and you've given them dental care, you've got, you've got people for life right there. That is a community that knows they are cared for and loved. So guys, if you don't, if you do have outsources and they went through these people, show them a little bit more care and love and you'll see like the dividends in that relationship. Or if you don't have a team and you're actually looking for someone, Hey guys, go check out high smart virtual, uh, what was it? High smart virtual employees.com. And uh, speak to Ann and 
Mark about all of this because I'm sure they'll actually love to give you a heads up of what goes on. Now, my question for you guys is a little bit out of left field here. And that's, that has to be a story. I want to hear a story about it from you guys. And that story is, I want to know what has been one of the greatest uh, feelings, like what have been the most profound, greatest feelings that you guys have had in the last six years of running these businesses? And on the other side, what has been one of the challenges that has brought that has brought you together? Like, what was it that was an experience that you're like, man, I'm so happy we did this. And it's like, whoa, that that was tough, but we got through it and made us better. What were those two things? I think for me, the, the greatest feeling that I've had is, is just responsibility. I mean, I, I have, when you add it all up, when you add all the people that we serve and their families and the ripple effect of, of all of that, I mean, we really affect almost a thousand families, people, people, right. And so, and that includes our U S people as well as our Filipino people, but that's a responsibility. (laughs) And I, and I take that responsibility very, very seriously um, and I love doing what I do. There's nothing better than like, so we just did, like I said, we did our awards, but we also had our virtual employees nominate their, their client for the best yeah. client award. Wow. And so we got nominations all over the place. And I was able to share those nominations with our clients yes, just, just yesterday. And so they, they didn't were, know this they had was no coming. idea that this was coming. They knew they were potentially sharing about best person nominating their VA for the best person in their company or doing things and all, but they didn't know that that VA is coming right, back, back and nominating some of them for being the best boss. And that was really cool. And every one of the clients was like, I am blown away. This has been the best thing I've ever done. So for me, it's a, it's a responsibility of being able to serve. And then, you know, we take, we, we take our core values very, very seriously of, of relationships are the most important thing. I mean, we have a lot of them, but that from a cornerstone, that's our cornerstone. Yeah. And we're in relationship with our clients. We're in our relationship with our virtual professionals. We want it to be a, a good team. So that's, that's one thing from a, from a, Oh, I learned from that, which is kind of a different approach to what you've said, but exactly. something that did definitely want to man. Yep. Um, as well as, you know, a few years ago, we decided that while I'm very good at using gut, probably wasn't the best thing to hold our whole company on, right? And so uh, we had had some failures along the way and we decided that we were going to invest in an assessment tool. And so that's been about three years now that we've done that. And it's a US-based tool so it's basically I had, an algorithm. Yeah, it's an algorithm. It tests a lot of different stuff. Um, and so, but what that did is it took the a lot of the emotion and gut feelings out and put it on analytics and paper. Now I've had to go through, probably at this point, I've probably looked through 100,000 different assessments. I mean, honestly, just a ton of data. Yep. And I've been able to cull different data points from that. And so I use that data to help me make sure I'm making really good recommendations for the client. So that way it's a little more scientific yeah. with still my gut, because my gut's <laughs> still pretty good. Yeah, but we're still small enough that if, if something has occurred on a repetitive pattern, we can look at that and we can modify the variable in our algorithm 
to take an effect of changing it so that it'll avoid those types of people or positions or whatever in the future. Yeah. And, and that's real important because we can make those changes. We're not so big that we have to wait and talk to the board and so forth. We yep. make those changes. So we're continuously improving. Proving. You know, three years ago, our fallout rate was about 20% in our 40 hour training. We've got it down to 12. Wow. That's a significant improvement. Massively. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge, and, but that's always the thing. I mean, and this is something I want to really highlight that you just said there. And, and that is, sorry to cut you off there, Mark. And that was a case of um, following your gut. Because your gut will tell you, like, I, I'm a firm believer in following your instincts. And I think we're all born with brilliant instincts. It's just over time, we learn to stop listening to them. Um, but yeah, I'm right there with you. You got to keep the gut in there, even if it's analytical. It's uh, from, again, from a copywriting standpoint, all I can say is the amount of times people have said to me, how are you so certain this thing is going to sell? I'm like, I don't know. Right. Like, it's hard, how it's hard to bottle. But it's also, when that's the case, it's also hard to scale. If you don't have some other level of check, yep. it's hard to scale. So until, yep. I, until I was able to analyze the data and get it to a point where it was here, we were kind of stable. Yeah, like we, we plateaued. Couldn't, we couldn't really grow any more than what I could personally evaluate do. and do. Now, because of the analytics that are backed by my gut, I still, again, I still curate the final selections for every one of our clients. So they yeah. still get the gut check, doesn't matter. But I can put a lot more people through the pipeline because now I can look at the data, just grab the people that fit the data profile, then do my gut check, then hand them off. So we're yeah. able to grow and scale and have, especially because of COVID, because, you know, interestingly enough, COVID has really obviously helped us in a lot of ways, but it also, you know, required that we had to, to, to we've changed we've had business. to change a little bit of how we work because we're not able to do our sales process the way we were able to do it. Before. I mean, one, one of our biggest objections was, this was a year ago, I don't know if I can have people that don't work in my office. Now it's everybody doesn't work in your office. So that was a the work from home process that occurred with COVID was a blessing for helping people understand that they can really have remote workers. And I think you laugh at that, but a lot of our clients are brick and mortar. So they're used oh. to having a lot of that. So I know you're used to a lot of online marketers and entrepreneurs yeah. and, and that, and they're always been accustomed to using virtual staff, but we deal with a lot of brick and mortar people and the yes. brick and mortar people are a lot slower to adapt. I will say they've that, got a cubicle. They want to go right. look in to see if that person's working. And, and I will say, you know, these are, we do, that actually just came up right before this call is that, well, you know, what, do, how do I talk to them? I'm like, just like you talk to them, like they're people, but the point how, of the matter, how often do I talk to them? Just like you would if they were employees. somebody that was in your office. You talk when there's a need. But that it still is a little bit of a, a, a barrier. But I will say when, when COVID hit, our clients rocked on. Like there yep. was no, there was no interruption. There was no, oh my gosh, I gotta figure all this out. Because yeah, the technology the systems, was already there, everything. the system was already there, the people were already there. They just there. told their employees, come to the office, pick up your There's equipment, and take it home. And everything was there because they already had the, the mechanisms for data, for voice and all because they were doing it with our folks. And the interesting part of it is it illuminated a lot of stuff like because our people are pretty productive and we're a lot of times more productive than some of the others that 
of course have other issues you know they have kids at home and all that good stuff i don't mean to minimize that no but but, it, but it's interesting because that always was an objective too well they don't work in our time zone well no the the filipinos work your time zone in the united states there's 1.3 million filipinos working for american call centers for the fortune 500 companies these are the same people they train them on how to do customer service we then take them from them <laughs> Not that's a bad. Not literally. No, no. We 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 recruit from them. We liberate. We liberate from them. Liberate. Yeah, we liberate from them. We get them set up with home offices, and then they operate for our clients, whatever our clients' hours are, and and then and then the productivity just skyrockets. They like, why are they so productive? Well, they're working in the middle of the night. There's nothing else going on. There's no interruptions. They don't have water cooler talk. There's no office drama. And they go, oh, I really understand that now. I can get twice as much work done. The interesting part is the conversations I have mm. to have with them to say, you can't give them an hour in the middle of the night. Like your breaks are 30 minutes. They're like, well, we always give an hour. I'm like, there's no place to go. There's nothing to do for them other than to sleep. They would sit there and minutes. fall asleep. So 30 minutes. Let them let eat and get back to get work. Back to work. <laughs> it, it's not cruel. It's functional. Right. Yeah. And also it's... And this is what people I want to I want to be like something you just said that I know someone is going to come up with some weird ass objection about it. Oh, yeah, always is <laughs> a simple thing. I've worked with Filipinos a bunch of times in the past. I actually love working with Filipino people are actually amazing. They're amazing in so many different ways. And I'll never stop saying that. It's not cruel. You're not underpaying. You're actually over like you're you're giving them something they want that they're OK with. It's not like we're saying, oh, hey, if you don't do this, you're not going to get this other thing. It's like, oh, hey, this is what the terms are. Do you agree to them? Yeah, I totally agree to this. This is what I was trained for. I know what I'm doing. I'm just getting paid better. I work at home. And guess what? I get to sleep like I usually would, but I don't have to commute. Yeah, they, they, and, and that is so true because they've got a job that they spend over two hours commuting. Think of LA's traffic or Atlanta. They, they spend that time. They sit in a little cubicle. And then when the phone call volume goes down in the call centers, they send them home. So they don't have guaranteed hours. And then if, if, if the calls drop off enough, they lay the people off. We provide careers. These are really careers. It's hard for American people to imagine, oh, they're answering the phone and that's a career. They get eight hours worth of work a day. They don't have to commute four plus hours. That's time they can actually spend with their family. Yep, and sleeping. They, and, and sleeping. They're at home. They're more comfortable. We pay more than two times the national average of what's paid in the call centers. And we give health care. And, and dental. Yeah. And so they love you guys. They stick to our clients. And they it, don't want to leave. And the hourly rate, the hourly bill rate is $9 an hour. So at $18,720 a year, you're getting an amazing worker. And they are taken care of through an everything. agency. Everything's Everything. done. It's just a beautiful thing. Like, I want to highlight this. So I want to highlight this because a lot of people don't really understand this. Um, hold on. Uh, pardon me. Just one moment, guys. Just going to pause just one. So the person I was thinking of was actually John Jonas, not Jeff Jonas. But John, sorry, John, don't beat me up. I know you will because we're friends. Just checking around. Little uh, horseplay. But what he, what he said to me at one point was um, how... If you look at the expenses of how much it costs to run your company, like parts of his company are completely run by a Filipino department that he doesn't know anything about. Like he, he at one point he goes, yeah, I got a book for Facebook. I got a bill for Facebook advertising and I went to pay it. And I asked my, uh, before I could even pay it, it was paid for. 
And I asked my assistant, like, hey, what's going on? It's like, oh, yeah, so the person that's running this part of your company basically spent this much amount on Facebook ads. This is the response. This is how much money, more, much more money you made. And this is what they spent the money on. They basically have a CEO or they have a, they have a CMO running their business at around like twenty-five to like $25,000 to $30,000 or even $50,000. I don't know how much he's paying them because I didn't ask. Being with 50 grand a year, that's a CMO for 50 grand. Well, that's a huge salary over there. <laughs> huge. Considering yeah. a CMO in the US and the UK makes what? On at the minimum oh, six figures? Two, 200, yeah. yeah. Two, 200, 250, like to 500 is director level and C level. Insane. It's insane. So it's actually brilliant. But I got to ask you guys something, just taking it out of left field from this. And I'm curious about something else because my curiosity always gets me. Uh, what kind of... I was going to ask, do you, are you guys readers, movie watchers, or both? Both. Excellent. So this is going to be fun. More movie for me. More books for you, I guess, Mark. Okay, so I'm going to split. I, I read for research. And for fun. Not pleasure. <laughs> but okay, fair enough. I was going to say, with, uh, with that question, I'll say this much. If we were to go 15, I usually do it at 5 or 10, but today we're going to go 15 because we have the two of you. We're going to go with 10 pieces of either movies or literature books or movies either fiction or non-fiction that you would recommend everyone should watch i know this is a left field question i'll explain why in a moment uh movie for me would be the ultimate gift the secret rudy 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 great movie um great movie it is it's a little rough but you know depending on the maturity of your crowd here oh they know i we've we've had i used to be a stand-up comic my my audience knows how messed up my sense of humor okay. is so i will giggle at everything. i know what she was gonna say that's why she's well, like, oh, I'm like movie, but, um i would for books recently i read um uh, the great leap which is a really great. good book yep. um Rand radical candor um what helped us years ago in getting started was the the world is flat yeah the world is flat and it helped us to understand how we can all work around the world seamlessly transparently and of course the four-hour work we've made that much more palatable for most people but but the, the world is flat was the original for us anyway um what else would you say? Most recently, I just finished reading The Storm Before the Calm. Thomas Friedman, I believe it is. I'll have to check that And um, that was really interesting because he's talking about where things are going. And you, know, you may not believe in all the bits and pieces and all, but it, those are the kinds of things that get my mind working. It's like the other day I came to Ann, I said, we got to find a solution for... There's, there's a problem in our neighborhood or a problem in our community or a problem in our city. And I find that I got to come up with a solution. So I spend all this time researching and something will flag my mind of, oh, that could work. And, you know, then she says, we're start, not starting another business, but then I can give that idea to somebody else to start. Which is always brilliant. But, By the way, that's actually was, a very key a, strategy. That's a great it, strategy. It's a good mind-stimulating book, and and that that's why I enjoyed that. Um, 
Rich Dad Poor Dad was a key one for us getting started and, and 20 years and, and ago. 20 yeah. years ago. That helped us with our prime directive. So that I honestly I think that while it's an oldie, it's an oldie but goodie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in all of Robert Kiyosaki's yeah, books are clearly. Cash flow quadrants, and I can't think yeah, of all, all of it. Them. We'll just I, 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 yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you mean. It's one of his, it's one of those things where you know his rich dad pulled out, and you're like, we know the other books, but we can't remember the names right now. Yeah. Um, so, what cash flow quadrant, though? Yeah, we actually took the game he has, cash flow, yeah. Cash flow. Mm-hmm. It was a board game, and we spent 200 and some dollars for this board game. This was game. 20 years ago. Yeah. And, it was a lot and, of money. But we got our kids <laughs> playing it, and also, what, guess what our kids are now doing? making really good educated decisions in the financial arena wow because we started them very young that's excellent so So, you know um i I think that's that's probably a good i don't think that's 15 but that that gives you kind of what's the one you just read that uh talks about the um jeff uh, now i go like you jeff jarvis (laughs) what was that um about being working at your uh well, I said that the uh, the uh, the big leap. The big leap, yes. What, was Hendricks, was, was that from Gay Hendricks? Gay Hendricks. And I actually heard him on a talk not that long ago. Excellent, um, and that really has kind of helped me help a lot of my clients because if you haven't read the book, read the book. But he talks about zone of genius versus zone of excellence. Yep. And zone of excellence is what we're good at, but we don't love. It's we lack the passion for it, but we're really good at doing it. Versus zone of genius is not only what we're good at, but what we love to do. And of course, I'm all, because I love to outsource, like I'm telling you, get in your zone of genius, like hire zone of excellent people to do your stuff. So it's actually been something I've been able to use in our business as well to help, help other people get out of doing the mind numbing work of stuff they don't want to do. Um, so, sorry, my cat's going to say hello for a second. There's no cat. This hey is there. Luna, not Chase. So oh. the people at home, yeah, she's already get out. My other big boy cat launches off of your back. She does yeah. everything. She's just our, like, she's trying our to get puppy is flat on his right back, below right our there. feet. He ain't moving. I couldn't pick him up if I had to. He's Give me just, just one moment, guys. Oh, let's, oh. Take a little girl. Sorry about that, guys. Basically, had to open the door to my office to let her back out. Absolutely, we understand. We have, like I said, ours is sitting right here or laying. He's passed out. He's what breed? Out. I have a miniature schnauzer. I'd pick him up and show it to you. But like I said, he literally is like, and he's, out. Like, he's out. He, he's, <laughs> he's out. He's been up for hours. Yeah. He's exhausted. We had a guest here and she, he just loves her. And so literally he's been with her and now he needs a nap because he's been up for probably five hours. <laughs> what a Rude little dude. But anyway, that's Adrian. <laughs> oh, cute name. But I was going to say before we jump off that point, the reason I brought up the movies is because I'm a huge cinephile and I'm always looking for new things. But here's the thing with books and movies uh, for the people at home that can't see and the people that are in front of me and, and Mark, you guys can see, I kind of love books just a smidgen. Yeah. So whenever I ask people this question, I'm always looking for new titles for myself. Sure, uh, copywriter, I would think you would love to read. Um, considering it's kind of hilarious because I have ADD and dyslexic. I'm actually quite severely dyslexic. So it makes me me laugh that I write for a living like you're a writer but you're dyslexic I was like yes I write very well as well which is really interesting um but no as far as it goes with books uh I, I have no idea what my fascination with it is I can't do or I can't do ebooks I can do audiobooks I just can't do ebooks it has to either be physical or read but I always love to pick up a new thing or two um and one of my favorite questions really and by the way 
I just realized what time it is. I'm like, holy crap, how did we get here? Uh, one of my favorite questions to ask on this show is always asking. Uh, it's, it's, and I think you guys are more uniquely situated to actually answer this. Um, I, I would love both of you to answer it separately as well. And that is when life has kicked you miraculously in the nuts, because it will do that, the little tricks to God that it is. How do you guys get back up? And more importantly, how do you guys stay at that level where it doesn't happen as often anymore? I mean, I know you guys had a plan to begin with and you follow through, but, you know. You want both of us to answer. You answer first. I'll start. Um, We know we have some challenges in every day. And when they come to us, we use a concept that we learned for dealing with problems that we learned from a football coach in the University of Alabama. And, you know, he would come up and, and, and if the team lost and they all came off the field agonizing, he would say, y'all didn't lose. That was my fault. He took full responsibility for the loss. And he says, I'm going to give every one of you 24 hours to moan, groan, get over this. But in 25 hours, we're moving forward and we're putting that behind us. And that's really important to be able to put that behind you. The other part of that's not really the answer to what you're asking, but when that team won, he gave them full credit and he took none. His name was Bear Bryant. And most people know who he was Um, because he gave credit for the wins, he took the responsibility for the losses. But the biggest thing he did for his team was he gave them time to commiserate, but it was limited to 24 hours. We do that same thing here. We have a problem, we'll be PO'd, we'll be upset and all. We get up the next day, it's behind us. We don't agonize, we don't live on that in the past, we move forward. So I'll answer the question as well since you asked both of us. So certainly that is a key component to, to that. But I think this is something that I just believe. I'm always doing the very best I can do. Like I don't, I don't come to work, I don't come to life half-ass. Yeah. I come and play full out. And anytime you play full out, you're gonna have some bumps in the road. But I would rather play full out with my heart, putting it all out there and fail than to live my life and half a strategy. So I live my life with no regrets. And I do mean that. Like some people are like, I don't know how you do that. I make a decision. The decision's made. It may be the wrong decision. I don't give a shit. I'm, make, I'm moving forward. We're passing it through. I made the best choice I could with what I had at the moment. Okay, we learn from it. Next. I mean, that's just kind of the way we roll. And that's how we operate. You, One of us has a responsibility of a department. We make a decision. We move forward with it. We could agonize all day long over uh-huh. what's the right thing to do. We what if do this that. happened? We don't. We don't have the time for that. We need to move it forward. See, I love that. See, one of the things I love about that, and I truly appreciate about what you just said, that because specifically just how I'm interpreting that would be, especially what you just said right there, and is if you make the decision, you when you make that decision, internalize the fact that whatever happens, I made that decision when I arrive there, whether it's good, it's bad, it's happy, it's fun. There's something there for me that I chose that I'll be there for. Because at the end of the day, yes, there are bumps and you know bruises in the in the road, but 
at the end of the day, if you take if you take responsibility for playing Fallout and enjoying it, I think you get to have the rewards of enjoying the failures and the challenges and the successes. It all comes together. Yeah, absolutely. But what I would also say is our team watches us. Yes. Our team, we have one of the very best teams because of the Bear Bryant thing. Like, so they can make a mistake. I tell all my team members, I would rather you make a decision and it be the wrong decision. And if you can share with me how you got there and why and how it fits it from our core values, even if it's the wrong decision, I will applaud you. I will, I will support, support you. We are all good. What I will not tolerate is you putting decisions on my back or you're not making decisions that you're equipped to do because I don't have time to do your job and mine. But so our team knows this about us. So that's why I think we are so great at building team and having team because again, this, this happened today as a matter of fact. Don't bring me a problem, bring me a solution. solution. Now, we can't two years from now look back and say, oh, if we would have done something different, you can't do that. So we had a situation today where one of our team members didn't handle something the way they should have. Let's just call it that. Yep. And she she notated that. She was embarrassed. She says, I'm so sorry. I said, I want you to understand. You learned from it. You did what you thought was best at the time. And I support you. Now, here are the lessons. Here's what I need you to do differently next time. And she's like, I, but she had already gotten there from herself. Like, I didn't even have to do that because she had already evaluated where she went wrong. And to me, that's worth the price of gold because yep. she's never going to be able, I've equipped her to deal with it in the future. Cause I didn't say you stupid son of a gun. How'd you make that mistake? Blah, blah, blah. I supported her. I didn't, I didn't applaud the, 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 the mistake. I applauded how she got there. And, and the courage think, to actually even go for it. Correct. Mm -hmm. Make a decision. It was something I didn't even know anything about. It ended up biting her in the butt, but I supported her because she was doing what she thought was right at the time. And if yeah. we just, I just coached her through it. It was great. It, was and it awesome. wasn't something that's going to shut no, our business it's down. Not. I mean, it's, it's not a big deal. But yeah. in her mind, it was a huge deal. Yeah. <laughs> in her mind, she thought she was going to get fired. I was like, no, of course not. I will support you. And that's, and kind of going back to what Mark said there, because that was the other part of what I was going to say. I agree with you fully. Like when you have wins, if you have a team, spread the love, tell them that the wins are all theirs. Give them credit, make them feel great. When it's wrong, let them gripe, let them moan, let them have that moment, take responsibility for being the head coach and, you know, run with it. Um, but guys, I, I'm going to keep you guys on a little bit longer after this, but I was going to say, uh, so we'll stick around, but guys, thank you so much for doing this today. I really appreciate you guys coming on to the show and uh, I hope you guys had a blast. We did. Thank you. Thank it you was for fun. having us. We appreciate right, it. You're welcome. And thank you so much for being so open about everything. I mean, we kind of went into the relationship realm, went through businesses and everything else in between. And I love that. I'd love to have you guys back on at some point in the future. Of course, for season nine, possibly, we can do this again as a seasonal thing, which would be quite fun. Sure. Um, but yeah. Guys, please go check out HireSmartVirtualEmployees.com, rate, uh, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. And most importantly, have yourself a lovely weekend. It's a Friday night. Go out and enjoy yourself. And I'll see you guys next week. Take care. Thanks for having us. Bye. Bye.